Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you all for coming tonight. We've had a really interesting lineup of, of songwriters, a special touring songwriter showcase, and we're happy to be here now with Mr. Delaney Davidson. Howdy. How are you? <clears throat> Thanks for coming. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thanks for having Charlie as well. Oh, yeah. You want to roll right into something? I'll play a song. This song's sure. called um, Around the World, so I'll play it for you. Because okay. uh, it means something to everybody.
Thank you. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> that song is called uh, Around the World, and that's the first first song on my new album. I'm, uh, it's called a soft release. What I'm doing and a tour I'm doing around the states is to promote the release of the record instead of the release promoting the record. So it's like a pre-release, and you can get that here tonight if you want a copy. It's a really cool looking cover. Oh, it's got some beautiful artwork on it. Yeah, that's uh, based on some old Color Magic posters from probably around the 20s or something. But the actual concept of that was mine, but the artist who put it together and did all the hard yards and hours with the Photoshop was a guy called Ultra Bizarre Graphics, who's a pretty well-known guy from Switzerland. He does a lot of the Voodoo Rhythm record covers, who that's the label that album will be released on. And that's, well, you've got another one coming out, or you're working on, is that in March? No, that's the that's one. That's the one, self-decapitation? Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. the pre-release edition right. of it. It's okay. got a bonus track. And so you can go to myspace.com slash Delaney F. Davidson yeah. to see the artwork and stuff. And also, you've got a YouTube video, uh, I noticed, of, of that tune. Of oh, that song, yeah. We, yeah. Me and a friend of mine filmed that in about an hour in <laughs> London. We had it's some great. real fun making that. Although there's a, great, a lot of great YouTube stuff on your site. Yeah, actually, it's, I don't know, people nowadays, they film so much of concerts on their phones or whatever they got, yeah. their little mini invisible spy cameras and stuff. <laughs> You've got no control over it. It's got a life of its own, what appears yeah. up on YouTube and stuff. But it's, it's great that people take the time to do that. It's really, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I, forgive me for doing this. I know some songwriters hate, hate this, but I sh- sometimes I shouldn't even do this. But um, y- you are sort of uh, uh, the Tom Waits of New Zealand. I don't know. I don't think I sing anything like him, but... Uh, oh, really? Okay. I mean, for me, I guess people, the thing that they hear in Tom Waits' music is it's got a real European touch. Yeah. You know, there's some weird Spanish chords and there's some really classic... Yeah. He did a lot of work with uh, Kurt Vile. Not with Kurt Vile, right. but with Kurt Vile's music, so... I guess that sort of rubs off. There's that little bit cabaret... Right, that's what it is. I mean, this, the mm. theatrical touch that you yeah. have. It's not, yeah. not the voice. For no, sure. that's the one thing that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't correspond to that. No, no. That I'd no. love it if, uh, yeah, whatever. Well, how much do you, how much do you do solo versus like with versus with a band? I don't do. I, I record what with what sounds like a band because you have right. the possibility to add everything in there. Yeah. I don't really do any work with a band. I used to play with a band called the Dead Brothers, and I toured around Europe a lot. Yeah. We went all over the world, but um, as of the last. Four, four or five years I've just been touring solo. Okay. Yeah, very interesting history. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Yeah. For sure. Where you've been. Yeah, well, we can talk about that in a minute. All right. I'm going to play another song. Do you want to play another song? Sure. Okay. Um, this, song's a, this song's an adaptation. It's a uh, Billy Holiday, Frank Sinatra song. It's called I'm a Fool. It's about being in love with someone you maybe shouldn't be in love with for your own good. Not for any other ulterior strange reasons. Here it goes.
not mine alone to share a kiss. The devil has known I'm a fool to want you. Pity me, I need you. I see that look inside your eyes. I hear them laugh when I walk by. I'm a fool to want you. something or you want to keep playing music? <laughs> Conflicted you, you have your hands on a chord, so it seems like you're ready to... Oh, I'm take the kefir off first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thinking we could go straight into a song if you want. It's a sing-along song in the style of Charlie Chaney that he started off, but I'll probably need to hear you guys singing along. And I don't know if Charlie could hear that. Could you hear them singing along to your songs? Could. You could. Okay, well, if you just do what you did for Charlie, then... We'll all get along really well. It's actually a, probably an inappropriate song, as Charlie's joke was inappropriate, but I'll take a chance on that.
Yeah, you dirty motherfucker, y'all cocksucker, dirty son of a bitch, hell lad, I'll fuck your mammy, you fucking that thing, and your mammy don't hear no tunes. That's the dirty dozen, dirty loving dozen, dirty dozen, your mammy don't hear no tunes. the gold and even suck your cock down old man's throat. Yeah, fuck your mammy, fuck anything, and your mammy don't wear no jewels. That's the dirty dozen. Dirty loving dozen. Dirty dozen. Your mammy don't wear no jewels. Came up playing a lot of church music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. all for the Lord and all that. <laughs> so you really do, folks. You should go to the website. I, I, your description of of your your bio is great. Probably the most interesting bio. Actually, uh, is, yeah. is it true? Yeah, it's all true. <laughs> it's all true. And one point it says, left New Zealand and migrated over the ditch to Australia. That's what we call it. If you go over to one or the other, you call it jumping the ditch. Jumping the ditch. <laughs> yeah. And we call that, there's something like that with, uh, when you go from continental Europe to England as well, there's some other term they have for jumping the pond or mm-hmm. yeah. something like that. I've heard that, but I, I so haven't heard the one about New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So you're born in New Zealand, yeah. voted biggest dreamer in school. Mm-hmm. Voted biggest Big, dreamer? Biggest dreamer. Yeah. Biggest dreamer in you, school. Are you still the biggest dreamer? I don't know, I think I've had it kind of, some of it's still there. Yeah, I still can easily r- fall into some daydream. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that's where you come up with all these ideas and 
Well, the theatrics that you do, I mean, I'm, I'm, I believe it. One, one, of the, uh, uh, one of the videos that's on your website, you're singing in German. I said, what's that about? Because I hadn't, I hadn't actually read this yet. No, I think I'm just introducing the song in German because it's in okay. Germany, so I'm just saying it to a German crowd. Now, did you speak German before you moved to Switzerland? No, not really, yeah. not really. It's not a common very language in New Zealand. I speak some German. But, oh, uh, right. That was probably Swiss German, what I was speaking. Because yeah. I learned to speak it in Switzerland. And sure. The, the weird German that I learned was a combination of Schweizerdeutsch, which is Swiss German, and then I went to work in an opera for the Three Penny Opera, and that's all really old, old German. Okay. And so I've got this bizarre mix of really old German with weird backwards mountain Swiss stuff. <laughs> yeah. So people funny. always think I'm a retarded farmer boy from the mountains or something. And I thought the Swiss spoke French, too, so I'm... Hey? Maybe they just do in the airport. Swiss, they speak French, German, and Italian. Oh, okay. It's divided. And there's 1% of the country speaks a secret language, which is called uh, Retromanisch, which is really bizarre. It's kind of like German-Italian. Hmm. Is that oh. just in like a little pocket somewhere? Yeah, but it's officially one of their languages as uh -huh. well. Everything in there, everything in Switzerland, the milk and the bread and the cosmetics, it's all got, everything's in three languages. Okay. So it's really easy to, ah, oh, that word means that. Oh. You know, it's quite easy to compare. And so what is the, the secret language you just mentioned? What, what's that? Retromanish. Retromanish. Retromanish well, is like uh, Italian. Okay. And, and it's secret because they won't, they won't explain it to you? Secret because 1% of the population speaks it. Oh, okay. So that's kind of secret by itself. Right. <laughs> Just in terms of how you can find it or yeah. what sort of exposure it gets. But you are, you are all over. You've uh, played with some very interesting, interesting folks. Holly Lightly, the Brokoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I toured last November I toured with them around the States. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, your, your schedule is just amazing. You can see that online, of course. But uh, you're sh Chicago, University of Wisconsin, I like that. Yeah, I played in Wisconsin University. <laughs> That's quite fun. It's with an A there. It should be spelled with an A. I, I agree. Dr. Dr. Davidson. Sturgeon Bay uh, Radio Show. Oh, that's us. Okay. Uh, Chicago, you're going to be at the Uncommon Ground. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's a nice place. Cleveland, uh, now that's class. Let's see. All over Austin, Tijuana, Canterbury. Then you're in England, eh? No, then I go back to New Zealand. Oh, back to New Zealand, okay. Yeah, before, I mean, yeah, I came here in June to get to, that's where I met Charlie Chaney at the Sturgeon Bay Steel Bridge Song Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. So did you, you meet Jackson Brown? And, did you meet Jackson and those guys? No, I didn't meet him. I was too busy writing songs to hang out with yeah. guys like that. <laughs> that's why you're there, for crying out loud. You're right. No, I, um, I missed him. But um, I met Charlie Chaney the first night, and we wrote a song called Five Bucks about theatre people turning up in a town writing songs or putting together a play about the town which is a thing that theatre troops used to do, they'd get together they'd go to a town, they'd talk yeah. to all the people in the town, they'd put together a show of the town, they'd play it to the town, yeah. the town would all pay money to come and see them and would be so horrified at their own stories they'd <laughs> kick them out of town and they would go on to the next town and do yeah. the same thing so. right. I bet that was fun Yeah we wrote a song in a toilet about that theme, that was how we met each other. Yeah, man, it sounded awesome. It's a beautiful little bathroom reverb. How inspiring, sound. though, that is. Yeah, man, I never looked back. 
Toilets are inspiring, though. I mean, not the toilet themselves, but I find that bathrooms, like playing, when you ever warm up in bathrooms, you know, there's usually tile and you get You know nice why reverb. people sing in the shower? People sing yeah. in the shower. One, people, everyone says, oh, it's because you're so relaxed. It's not. It's because of the reverb in there. It's because it sounds yeah. so good, you know? Yeah. That's right. At music school, like the, at the university here, they, they've got nice bathrooms, and, you know, they've got these real nice practice rooms, and everyone's warming up in the bathroom, and they yeah, don't yeah. get it. It's like, you don't need practice rooms. You just need a bigger bathroom is what you need. Well, I think the whole attitude to sound has changed. Like, people used to think a completely dead-sounding room had perfect sound. Right. And that's not, that's not like that anymore. Like, everybody's trying to find the right amp sound through yeah. computer plugins or all this jargon like that, and... Just put it in the bathroom, it sounds really good. <laughs> exactly. Or like studios, you know, now like Sun Studios has this great yeah. thing that they have going on. And have you ever been in that room? Yeah, they've still got that sound. Oh, it's yeah. The it's, tiles. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's a really crappy room. And by ter- yeah. in terms of, you know, like any studio engineer would go in there and they go, what? You're kidding me. Yeah. But it sounds great. It sounds great. Yeah. 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 But then there's the piano that, uh, you know. Jerry Lee Lewis Jerry Lee Lewis was playing. The cigarette, the cigarette burn on the thing. And, right, yeah, yeah. It's pretty inspiring. Have you played in there? Or have you just walked in there? No, I walked in there and it was kind of overwhelming in a way. Yeah, you don't know I what know. to do. I have that often with things. The first time I see them, I'm kind of like, don't trust them that they're real. And then yeah. I have to go away and process it a bit and then come back. And then I'm like, right, I'm ready. I know what it's about now. <laughs> I find cities are like that often in towns or, or countries too. You, the first time you go, you just like, just let it wash over you somehow and then... The next time you come back, then you can start to find all the stuff. Is it, is it yeah. because it's been built up in your, in your mind from what you've read? Or, or? Yeah, and also because it's, uh, you know, it's a shrine in a lot of yeah. ways. Well, if we're still talking about Sun Studios, definitely. Right. It's, yeah. That's kind of a shrine. I mean, the first time, I only went there once, and then I just remember going down into that studio, and they were playing Howling Wolf really loud, and it was like, oh, I could just feel my yeah. hair stand up on my back of my neck. It yeah. was really nice. We'll second that. We were there just there a couple of years ago, and it is. It's, it's, it's incredibly mm. uh, inspiring. And, and you almost humbling. resent other people being there because you're like, somehow it triggers the such personal response from you with all the music you know that was recorded there and created there, and yeah. you know there's other people in the room, and you're kind of shy of getting into such a raw state with other people around. Yeah. Or, yeah. We waited till everybody left, and then we all crowded around the microphone and pretended we were. Yeah, you know. yeah, they're great. The people who run it are awesome. They're really yeah. lovely and sweet, and they'll they'll accommodate you in a lot of yeah. a lot of ways. I think. Yeah. They really they care about the place, which is Graceland was sort of the opposite experience of that. It was really weird going to Sun Studios and then going to Graceland as well, and just seeing the different ways of treating. Uh, people coming to pay homage to something. Yeah. So did Graceland, was it was the opposite experience because it Graceland, was just over, or it was um, so overblown? Oversaturated. Right. And, and the way people were, it was like, I think a lot of people go to Graceland, I'm not saying I'm one of them, but a lot of people go to Graceland because they think Elvis was kind of a freak mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And um, I think the whole irony of Elvis that a lot of people love the whole image of them for is lost on the people that work there. So that's kind of weird seeing those worlds collide of the ironical and the deadly serious, he was a god. And I think there's a lot of people that'll, that'll draw a lot of boundaries, that statement. But Well, yeah. I wonder if that would have been, if that would, you know, for, for almost any artist or writer or whoever, um, if you could posthumously ask them, you know, what would be 
is this the right is this the shrine for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could say, no, 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 you got it all wrong. Is no, this actually. What you had in mind? Yeah, it's the drugstore. If you go down to the drugstore there, mm. I used to have this malt, you know, on Fridays. That's where you should be. The, mm. the, the plaque should be up there. Well, that's yeah. kind of Citizen Kane, isn't it? What that was all about is yeah. what sums up a man at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this is, this is not to be morbid, but at this point, what would be yours? It's kind of a personal question, I guess, but... I don't know. I don't think it's a thing that you could say it's this or that. I think it's more a feeling. Yeah. Longing and nostalgia and displacement. That'll be uh, me in a capsule. <laughs> well, <laughs> you you've been all that. over, so I imagine pinpointing a place would be... Pinpointing a place would be impossible. It would yeah. be a combination of things, and it would, it would definitely be a feeling. It would definitely be that feeling of wanting to be somewhere or missing somebody or... Yeah, yeah. longing and nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you have a song a, about that? Yeah, I've got a couple, actually. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to play you any tonight. I'll oh, all right. Well, fine. You can buy the CD if you want to hear that sort of stuff. I'll play you a song called The Poison Song, though. It's a song about uh, falling in love. When it feels like your body's being taken over by a foreign substance. I know that I have been poisoned 
guys want to play this one with me. This song was written at the uh, Steelbridge Song Fest last year in the same toilet, just by me because I think Charlie had had enough of the toilet. And um, this was about a guy who came to work at the festival and wasn't really clear to us what a political platform, well not platform, but how the festival divided people uh, or that it even did because we like... I said before, we sort of came into town and we didn't really know what the story of the town was, but one of the guys who was working there was coordinating all the studios and all the musicians and trying to slot people in once they'd got their songs written and given them the paperwork. Uh, had volunteered to work on the festival and when he told his grandfather that he'd volunteered to work, his grandfather burst into tears and didn't talk to him again because of the political connotations the grandfather thought the festival symbolised and it, hmm. it was kind of like Kevin, the guy who uh, told me about it, was really pissed off because it didn't really, uh, it didn't have any real bearing on his grandfather, it was just this concept of values that was, seemed like it wasn't even his own but it dictated his behaviour so much and really kind of made a big horrible hole in his life. So. Um, yeah, I wrote this song about that. And it's in, uh, starts in G. It's called Our Little Heart. Dreams and through the snow 
winter comes around Heart gets slow, senses all shut down Resistance in the coil Thanks. Thanks a lot. You want me to play another song or? Yeah, definitely. Talk at all? <laughs> well, that depends. It's funny, we brought a, I don't know how funny it is. We brought chairs out. You guys, you guys are all standing, so the chairs are accessory tables. But that works really well. I mean, you works guys Works well are with me. I've always got a lot of yeah. crap to put on tables and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Tables are kind of look like beds sometimes as well, it's nice.
Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Delaney Davidson. You can catch him on myspace.com slash Delaney F. Davidson, S-O-N. Thank you so much for coming down to Mad Toast Live. That was the second in a three-part touring songwriters series. We had Mr. Charlie Cheney on episode the first one, Delaney F. Davidson, and, and Michael Miller is our third. So please catch us on madtoastlive.com and iTunes and the podcast directory. Special thanks to Mr. Andy LaValle for, for uh, our front of front house. Of and, uh, and Nick Macy, assistant engineer. Thank you for coming. <laughs>